Welcome back, adventurer. Care for another story? One of the heroes triumph against darkness. A dragon's journey of self-discovery? Or perhaps two souls' quests to find unity? Well, pull up a chair and have a listen. and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name is Brent, I'm your host, and with me today is, well, nobody, because today we have a pretty special episode planned for you guys. Uh, Blaine J, buddy of the show, did us a solid this week, guys. Uh, when we were sitting around planning the Snatcher Review episode, he mentioned that he might try and do something a little extra, and, you know, we kind of talked back and forth, and he was able to lock down a interview with the voice actor that voice acted Gillian Seed, the main uh, protagonist of the story. Uh, Jeff Lupitan is the fellow's name. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So without any more pomp and circumstance that's necessary, let's get on into his bit. everyone. You all know the game we're reviewing on the RPG show this month is Snatcher, and several of you have listened to the other shows that I do and already know that this is by far my favorite game. So instead of just rehashing the things you've heard before, I thought it'd be really cool to reach out and talk with someone that actually had a huge part in making the game so great. To my surprise, he agreed to an interview. Without further ado, Gillian Seed himself, Mr. Jeff Lupitan. Hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, thanks again. This is beyond words. It's so awesome to talk to you. Um, yeah. Tell me Crazy. a little bit about before you got into voice acting. What was it that you initially went to school for? I know that voice acting wasn't your first choice. Well, I was a, a TV film actor, mm-hmm. a TV film a major. A tel- well, they call it radio television film at Northwestern. Um, I'll tell you the the amazing amount of thought that went into it. I was walking down my uh, high school uh, hallway back uh, back in Ossining, New York. That's where I'm from. Oh, cool. And uh, I said, "Gee, what do I what do I like to do? Like, what what would I be interested in?" And I I, I did like Spanish at the time. But I said, "Wait a minute, I like television." <laughs> so I became a television film major. I said, "I just always adored like television." I didn't even think in terms of the voice aspect of it. I just loved 
you know, the whole business or the, the whole deal. So um, I always did the voices on the side. That was like, I would say it's like being good at ping pong. You don't think you can make a career at it or hitting a, a wiffle ball or something. And all of a sudden you find out there's a career yeah, uh, yeah. that you can have hitting a wiffle ball. And uh, you go, wow, really? Are you kidding me? I could make a career doing that. So that's kind of how it, I, I went all through college without even doing, uh, I did some voice related stuff, but not really a focus. It wasn't even a focus in the school. The school did nothing about it. Oddly enough, the, Oh, yeah. voiceover business yeah yeah I'm so not... i got into it after school that's when i started to go for it oh that's cool I'm, yeah i remember hearing in another interview you had done that like your early work was like uh voiceovers for like a seafood restaurant you did like uh the voice of dracula or something <laughs> like that <laughs> i think the first thing we did was the hollies we had to hollies my golly hollies my golly we had to do like a, a, a parrot or something <laughs> it's all right Polly. <laughs> so that's you know that's the kind of stuff we did uh that was even that was in like the late 70s that, that was when my, my oh, comedy wow. together we didn't even uh i was always the guy that did the voices you know that was i was always back on the mic doing the soundtracks or you know i was always the guy doing uh the voices always and i just loved it i just loved always you know yeah. cre creating the soundscape uh with my voice and stuff so that was the unofficial beginning. And then, yeah, because I, I asked this woman who hired me uh, when I was doing children's, I was I used to do the, good morning, welcome to Super Cartoon Sunrise. I did all like the cartoon stuff. I said, how did you pick me to do that? And she says, everybody knew it was you. She said, that's oh, like wow. oozing out of your pores because you're always playing with voices. So That is so cool. That so awesome. that's the beginning of it. Yeah, it's just something, uh, Billy West, you know, from Futurama and the great Billy West. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he said, um, he says, we're audio. He's a little bit older than me, maybe a couple of years, but he said, we're, you know, we're audio conscious. And, and we really are. We hear audio might be like, bing, bong, like, a, you know, just doing doorbells or you just love sounds and things. And, um, and you like to imitate it. Like it's, it's a form of play. So it creates, and, 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 and in a way, it sort of creates the environment because you can do the sound of the voice. Now you're in the game, per se, even though there were no games when I was there. So now you're Im imitating it, so you are the character. You're not just wearing the pirate mask. You are a pirate. So I think that's where it kind of starts from. It's, uh, it's a form of play, and you pl it's pleasurable, and you just keep going with it. Right on. So in the early days, uh, I guess it's not the early days. I had assumed you were in your 20s when you did uh, uh, Snatcher. You know, it was, what, 1994? Yeah, I was there. Just yeah, just turning thirty. Okay, so still really young. Yeah. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Um, but everyone in the game, I I noticed through doing research, was all from the Chicago area. So I can only assume yeah. it was yeah, recorded in Chicago. Metal Lucy Child and Ray Van Steen. Mm -hmm. And and you Ray uh, and Parks and Jim, Jim Parks. all worked together in other things. Before, oh yeah, right? yeah. We we're at the same. We we're all this. I think we we're all this at the same agent. Oh really? Jefferson Associates at that time. Yeah, because that's how Ray was one of the like original guys. Like Ray was a radio guy, mm -hmm. but he could do a lot of great voices. He, he he could do a lot of great characters and a lot of great impersonations. So I used to go to town on his his. Uh, in those days, it was real to real. Listen to real to real stuff. Oh, wow. So I had reels of his stuff, and I put it on, and I would listen to Ray, and 
that's how I kind of learned to do other stuff. I go, oh, what's Ray doing? And what's, uh, and then Jim was a contemporary of mine. Jim was maybe a little bit older than me, but we were pretty much contemporaries. And Jim was very good at doing character voices and, uh, and impersonations. And so we were all like, we we're all like had a lot to offer when we walk in there, we, we can go any which way you want to go. So like, and that's what I loved about working with those people. Cause Oh, what do you need? Bang, we'll go here. What do you right. need? Bang, we'll go there. You know? yeah, and it for That's sure. how we were trained. You know, we were trained to do it all. We were trained to do, at that time in the business, to do all. You, you, had, you basically do character voices, animation voices, impersonations, straight voices, all kinds of stuff. We were really trained to do all of it. We had to do all of it. Yeah, and, and it, it comes across in Snatcher, like, if I didn't know it, it I still kind of knew it. You know, you three in particular, when you're working together, it, it, there's a familiarity there. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and absolutely, Ray. Absolutely, yeah. I didn't know Lucy. Right. But I knew, I knew. I, yeah, those two guys, I work with them all the time. So. Yeah, I, I contacted some some other people. I didn't yeah. I didn't contact uh, everyone. You contact Jim? Uh, I tried. <laughs> He's right in Evanston. He's he lives. He doesn't live that far from me. Yeah, and uh, he's doing the like a show on gardening or something now. I yeah, think. he was doing a home home and garden network right. thing. Uh, I I, but, uh, I got yeah he's no oh, he's still around. Yeah, yeah. I got a hold I of uh, Susan. She wrote back uh, initially. She said that she was very interested in uh, doing an interview, and then subsequent emails she didn't answer. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. But uh, you still keep in touch with Jim and Ray? Uh, well, Ray's down in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very, uh, actually, very close with his son. His son he was a terrific engineer. Oh, cool. Um, so I, I knew him. He, he and I were friends for years. And then uh, now Jim, Jim is in, the, you know, he lives in the same town I do, but I haven't really seen him or talked to him quite a long time because we're not in the same agency and we don't. We don't see each other like we used to see each other like pretty much every day. I think back in the right. But uh, yeah, they're on Raised Dead, Raised Back on Radio down in uh, yeah, I saw that in Dallas. So he's uh, he's uh, yeah, and... say he's one of those original guys, you know, right. that came out of radio, got into voice, and then went back into radio. Go back, yeah, yeah. yeah he's great too. He's, he he's, a, he's a great guy. He's a terrific guy, right? Yeah. Just, outstanding he does like half the voices in snatcher too it's unreal oh yeah 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 <laughs> like yeah i mean the, the, the i mean the um gillian seed voice just sort of i always just do kind of a hard-boiled detective kind of guy you know it's always this kind of hard-boiled kind of guy you know and uh it just it just seemed that that fit uh you know the place to start with it then of course you know the acting component you got to go you got to go somewhere with it. it isn't just doing a sound or a voice you got right so it was a nice experience that was really cool uh <laughs> so when you first did or landed the role uh, i i'm unsure of like what it was you guys did to do the recording itself were there any visual components like storyboards or anything like that for you to look off of or was this more like doing an old-time radio show in terms of the recording of it or the, right. the audition to get in on it? Well, either or, but yeah, the recording. Oh, they would just, no, they basically would set the scene. Yeah, it was more like, I would say it was more filmic, really. Here's the scene, here's where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but it certainly wasn't uh, done at a sequence. I mean, we did everything in sequence. Oh, that's so cool. So that way, it wasn't like a film. We weren't, we weren't doing things two different days. Or mm-hmm. um, it was it was a new. It was really an extended new experience, which brought into play, um, which I got into later doing the Twilight Zone radio show. I did that for about ten years, oh, where cool. it was more just. Um, uh, a filmic style, you know, long episodes, dramatic radio, drama acting, and not just short bursts, you know, commercial stuff. So this was a, a test to take a character and, and and use them, you know, in a dramatic sense. Or, mm-hmm. But I think it was just like the next thing to do because we've done a million commercials and little voices. And, um, yeah. But it was, yeah, the script itself was... Um, I'd say it's akin to uh, you know a radio drama script. You know, it's all complete. You go page to page. You're not out of sequence. All right. Um, when you were doing the show, or I guess the snatcher, I guess I call it like a, a show because it really is kind of like a show. What you're doing? Yeah, it was a week. I mean, we were there for the week, which is right. also that was also fun. You had to work a whole week on something rather than an hour. So while you were doing it, did you notice at, at any time similarities to? Uh, snat or not snatcher <laughs> terminator or uh blade runner yeah yeah that was the big yeah i remember yeah blade runner for sure yeah yeah i, remember, I think that's kind of what the reference they gave us right it basically i don't know if you're familiar with hideo kojima i don't think I've ever, i hate to admit this i don't think i've ever even seen blade oh wow yeah i mean uh that's it uh it's basically <laughs> snatcher it's um yeah, it yeah, is. I probably after all these years, I probably should. Sit down and, and watch. I mean, it's it's kind of uncanny, actually. Blade Runner, I, I I actually played. That Snatcher. was the big thing, though. Yeah, Blade Runner was the hot ticket item in those days. That oh, was sure. the cool. Oh, Blade Runner! You got to see Blade Runner. That was like the the deal. Um, it's still cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, it was. I just remember that was like up to the opening shot of Blade Runner, where you know you you watch it side by side with Snatcher, and they're identical um, Interesting. Interesting. and then of the character gillian seed and uh deckard i can't think of his first rick deckard uh yeah. they look identical you know harrison ford and, yeah and gillian and then of course the snatchers themselves look just like terminators and then uh uh, the character Random Hygiel is almost identical in appearance, at least, to uh, Sting's character from the movie Dune from like 1970s. Oh, okay. you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is something that Hideo Kojima, I don't know if you're familiar, but he always steals from uh, stuff, you know, his Metal Gear Solid games. I mean, the main character is basically straight stolen from Escape from L.A. Uh, right, right. Even has right. the same name, Snake. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, that movie also... Yeah. Well, that would explain the casting, I guess, because you know Harrison Ford's very dour, mm-hmm. and I think I think my personality can be animated or very dour, like kind of monotone, uh, mumble mouth, you know, yeah, uh, pseudo depressed maybe. So I think it's uh, they probably figured, oh, that's the guy, you know, because he can be that kind of yeah, whatever, you know, hard boiled. I guess hard boiled would be the. The word I would use, you know. Right. No, classic. The word's done him wrong or something. Yeah, but when you were doing this, you didn't have any meetings with Hideo Kojima at all, right? You, you. This was done. No, with we, Jeremy. No, we were just dealing with, yeah, just dealing with Jeremy Blostein and yeah. the two brothers. Yeah, Blostein brothers. No, they were there. Yeah, it, he was. He wasn't a part of it right. at all. So, 
we just sat there every day and just went over stuff and uh, you know and, and again and it, it, it reminds me of, in a sense when, when star wars came out 1977 mm-hmm. my friend goes oh i said what you would you go see oh, i saw this new movie called star wars and i went was it any good he goes yeah it was, it was really cool you should go see it now i wasn't in the space stuff and space stuff wasn't even you know 1977 space stuff was nothing it wasn't right. even existing it was you're, you're talking the years after the godfather and a lot of other kind of mm-hmm. heavy dra- dramatic stuff deer hunter and all those kind of things then all of a sudden here comes star wars and i went to see it and it just it was awesome because it, it was like new and fresh and different and interesting and i think that's the way this was too you know gaming certainly you know was infancy kind of in a way yeah um, for sure. so we're doing this thing but there was no sense that it was anything uh Huge. There was no, no, no. Then yeah. we did it and just sort of went away. And I said, "Gee, I thought that game was supposed to do, to do something. I thought it was. I mean, yeah. it seemed like it was supposed to be really good, but then we didn't hear anything, and it just was like, all right, well, I guess nothing became of it. But well, unfortunately, you guys. I mean, you did a bang up job, obviously, but it's uh, you're kind of doomed from the start because it was being released on a system that was already dead at the very end yeah. of its lifespan. It, it was released in a very small quantity as a result, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. it's worth quite a bit. I don't know if you're aware, uh, these things, a single copy is like 400 bucks, you know? Yeah. I had a gentleman, uh, come over from England and he said he actually became a policeman because of me. Yeah, it's awesome. And he, and he, and he came over and uh, he wanted to meet me. And I said, well, I better be in a public place. <laughs> Get shot <laughs> yeah. or something. I feel yeah, you on that. If you're going to shoot me, it's going to be, well, I'm eating a hot dog at Portillo's. So, uh, but he was a very nice guy, a very pleasant guy. And he had the, you know, he had the box, you know, he had the, mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. So I wanted me to sign it. Oh, man. I'm gonna to have to meet you one day and have you sign mine as well. I've had mine for yeah, yeah. Where do you uh, where you live? Oh, I'm currently in Arkansas. I haven't been to Chicago in I assume you're still in Chicago. Uh, yeah, years. I guess last time I went up there was about 2000. Uh, well, I'm to... in Florida. I mean, I come down. That's where I am now. So here right, in Florida. Yeah, are you on vacation or? Yeah, my wife comes down here for six weeks, and then I go back and forth because I have stuff going on in chicago so i come down and then oh, i cool. go back and i come down so i'm i'm down here till sunday then i leave and then i come back again well right. i'm sorry to bother you on your vacation <laughs> oh you're not bothering me I, it's it's a good break because you know, some only so many beach walking you can do i, I get i get a little antsy getting away from what i do so. right on um not really a question i guess uh more just a statement like one of my favorite scenes in the game Snatcher, is, I don't know if you remember it, is the scene where you and Metal Gear go to try a, a, an item called Neo Kobe Pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it And the, the way that you portrayed, you know, Gillian in that as being just like, I want my pizza, you know, is. It's, yeah. Well, I'm a pizza holic. I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I, I will eat pizza. Oh, yeah. You know, growing up in New York, uh, pizza is just like something you eat for lunch. You eat it at the end of an evening. Oh, yeah. it, you can have a twelve course meal. Let's get a slice. It's always let's get a slice. It's just sort of a topper yeah. or a great thing to do anytime. So and my kids know this too. They'll say we just had Italian food last night. I go, no, Italian food is not pizza. Pizza is a separate item in a separate right. category. No, so a... yeah, so I remember that. Yeah, that was fun because I could. Great scene. It would have. It would have fell flat. If you hadn't have done, 
it so well. And I don't know if you're aware, but there have been several recipes on how to actually make Neokobe pizza. I've never tried oh, it myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, drop a pizza in a boiling soup or something and wait till it floats up. I'm kind of interested in trying it. That's funny. Um, so if you could replace any person in the world with a snatcher, who would it be? Any person, I uh, say that again. If I could place any person in the world, yeah, with, with no, with a snatcher, any person in the real world oh. we live in, if you could replace them and as your puppet control them, you know, or that'd probably be uh, probably be our current president. I would guess that is the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's a layup. That's an easy one. Yeah, yeah, that was I was that's a, that's a gimme uh, putt right there. Well, I was so hoping you'd say that because if you'd yeah, you know, I like you that much more, sir. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, uh, not to get too heavy into that, but I mean, I yeah, he uh, he actually took over the golf course. Uh, I used to caddy at a golf course in Barcliff, New York, oh, yeah. and uh, he took over the course. This this is years later, but I, I caddied that course. Trump International was the course where I used to caddy, oh, and my uncle was the um, twice decorated, you know, World War II hero, escaped from the Nazis, Sam Trapasso. And he was the the clubhouse guy, and that's how I got you know into caddy in there and that's other so things. Cool. And when he took over the course, my uncle was still working there, and he uh, he my uncle was a really good golfer, probably a better golfer than him. And uh, he they used to let him play you know, around, you know, because he was the clubhouse guy. And so when Trump took over, he wouldn't let him play golf anymore. So that's before any of this happened. Mm-hmm. So I I I had nothing to do with him because of that. I said that you know. Yeah, you you uh, never hear any good stories about the man. I mean, no, that's the kind of guy he was. Just yeah. you know, it's just and then, you know, you see everybody's seeing it now, but they're oh, what a shock and surprise! Yeah. I knew this back in the New York days, so whatever, yeah, whatever. So, so yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> I know from past interviews that you hadn't played Snatcher at that point. Have you gotten a chance to play it now? No, I still have. I, I actually. Uh, because I didn't even see it for a number. Of, thank God for the internet. You know, now mm-hmm. you can go on YouTube and there's all the. I actually went on there and got all the different. I was watching the different sections of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I've never gotten to uh, play it. I've never. Oh, it's it's kind of strange. <laughs> you, I guess it, it, it's strange, but it's not strange because mm-hmm. um, when you consider that. You know, for us, the baby boomers, you know, we're playing, uh, you know, pinball. That was our thing. Sure. We're the, we were pinball addicts um, or just sports in general. And then when gaming stuff came in and people always say, oh, these kids, they're always in their basement playing games. I said, you know what? If it came in when we were kids, mm-hmm. they would have never got us out of the basement. You don't think I would have been down there playing this stuff like every day. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, but that just wasn't our thing. And unlike the computer... The gaming systems are a little different. They're a little off to the side. Like you don't have to learn a gaming system or you don't have to play a game. Whereas the computer, you have to learn it. Um, so there's not that disconnect. So yeah, that one might be a fun thing to do. That would be an interesting little filmic thing. Like get somebody that we could play the game and I could actually sit there mm-hmm. and just see what, see what the hell it is. You know, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Yeah, um, that'd be a fun. That'd be a fun little filmic thing to set up the game and then uh, just sit there and play it or try to play it. Yeah, it's wrong. easily. It'd be easily done. You can uh, 
just download a emulator and you know rip the ROM somewhere and and play it. That's how most people actually find this game. It's almost impossible oh, okay. to find okay. uh, physical copies. You know. Uh, All right, the physical. Now, what about the system? The system doesn't exist that you play it on, or oh no, it the Sega CD is still around. They're getting a, yeah. a bit old. You know. Uh, they're yeah. becoming harder and harder to find. About five years ago, right. you could buy a system for sixty dollars. Now they're about one fifty. The game itself, like right. I said, is four hundred, um, yeah. and just going up and up and up. And of course, it's on a medium. You know, CDs are only built to last twenty, twenty-five years before they start right. getting bit rot. So, uh, ten years, the only way you'll probably be able to play it will be, you know, online. So, but yeah, it's yeah. E- it's easily yeah. done. It's easily done. So, I I would love to watch that. I would watch the heck out of Gillian Seed playing as Gillian Seed. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should, maybe we should try that. You know, just try it as a like a little fun little yep, experiment. Sure. I'd be and just get somebody to film it, and it'd be pretty funny. I did. Oh, I wouldn't know what to what, wouldn't know what to expect. Um, but I have watched the clips and I listen. I, I have them all on my uh, my iTunes. All the different scenes. I, every once in a while, I just just listen to them, and because uh, I uh, I'm going to put some stuff on my. Uh, website you know website i gotta create and i'll put some of that stuff on there awesome um given the chance would you reprise the role of gillian seed though there's a oh uh, yeah yeah yeah, absolutely i mean that's that's absolutely it'd be fun awesome because there was a in japan there was a a brief radio saga in the world of snatcher right right i heard about that and i've never listened to it because you know it's in japanese it'd do me no good but if yeah. it could get translated and, it, you know, everybody from the original game is still around and if, oh man, that would be like dream project. That, that would be my Star Wars, you know, how they're bringing, brought everyone back together. If they could do that, I would. Well, uh, it certainly could be done. I mean, you get the script, someone, mm-hmm. you know, someone can translate it and then, I mean, that's not, that doesn't seem like a, right. it all starts, you know, with all those kind of things, it starts with a basic step. Uh, you say, "Well, get the script," and someone translates it. Okay, now the script. Now we have the script, and now we know where the people are, and then uh, we just set up a time and do it. And... Right. Yeah, Jeremy was trying to do a Kickstarter thing uh, oh, of really? doing another snatcher type of thing, but uh, he didn't get the funding. Didn't go or something. I don't know what happened. Was it? Uh, was it police knots by any chance? It was it was something, yeah. But it was a lot of fun. He needed a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a Kojima made another game in the same vein as uh, Snatcher called Police Knots. Not in the same world, but it played the same. And and this yeah. time he stole from the movie Lethal Weapon. It's basically <laughs> yeah. So you play as you know Mel Gibson's character, and you have a black partner. Well, that's that... sort of like uh, doesn't Bollywood do that? They just oh, yeah. take American movies and they just make them into whatever they want. Bollywood movies, and yeah. uh, I mean, you know, Turkey does it been, real. Yeah, they all been done uh... because there's no laws preventing them from no. doing that in their own country. So yeah, Kojima though he I don't know how he's got away with it because he did that in Japan, <laughs> and then he brings them over here, and it's blatant, and we just like yeah, that seems legit. You know, at least he's stealing from stuff that is awesome. You know. Well, maybe because it's a game, you know, if they figure, but usually they'd have to get the ancillary rights. If it's something based on something, you know, Mm -hmm. they platform it down. You can't just take a piece of something, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because they're usually so uptight about stuff like that. 
Yeah. So is there anything that you're working on right now, the stuff in the future that we can uh, look out for? Uh, there was a, I just did a game, was it 2064 memory? Uh, these guys out in California did it. I just did a couple parts on that. They used me as a promo guy. <laughs> like I promote as Gillian Seed, the, the game. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's like 2064 memories. Something I can give you the exact name. I have it at home on a postcard. Oh, yeah. I played a couple characters in that. But they promoted that I was going to be a part of it. It was kind of funny when they did the promo because they they did this sort of real like dramatic like flourish at the end, like, and they had my name on. It was pretty funny. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, so I, I can get that name to you. So I, I'm on there somewhere, a couple characters, but they're not. Uh, I did the promo for it as Gillian Seed. You know, I did the whole promo for the game mm-hmm. as Gillian Seed, but. How cool, man! Uh, yeah, definitely... yeah, I'm really not doing. Uh, I mean, I, the funny thing is, I, I did Red Faction, I did that, mm-hmm. I did. Uh, you know, I, I didn't do a lot of stuff. I mean, then all of a sudden, I had a little part on Watch Dogs, but that's virtually nothing. Mm-hmm. I helped direct part of that versus being on it, and oh, then, cool. and yeah, that was interesting. That 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 game kind of had some issues too, I guess, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, no, that was kind of the beginning and end for me. I didn't really, uh, it didn't really turn into anything. I didn't keep going with it, whereas some other actors I know in town did a lot of, you know, they, they, I would have thought, like, maybe I would have ended up, because it was in, I mean, Halo basically started in the same studio where this started. Oh, know, wow. With, yeah, I didn't know that. With, uh, yeah, Halo, Marty uh, O'Donnell, uh, he... <laughs> That basically started, yeah, in the same studio in, in, in Chicago, too. It started there, and then it went out to out west. That's cool. So, yeah, I would have thought maybe I would have been on that. But, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, that's just the nature of the business. You just – things happen, and uh, and uh, this was just kind of a fun, pleasant surprise. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know the movie Finding Sugar Man. No, I don't, no. Uh, it's about a folk singer, sort of in the mode of a Bob Dylan or Arlo Guthrie. Or... I do know that. Yeah, it was on Netflix. And, Netflix. Yeah, and yeah. he, um, it's very similar to that. He was, um, he did like three albums, and the and then the albums went to, went to like South Africa, and he was, became like a sensation there. Mm-hmm. But the, this is pre-internet, so there's no... It was like he went to Jupiter, and the people in the Jupiter loved it. And he was just like a janitor. Yeah, and had no idea. Doing, and then all of a sudden, they wonder, is this guy still around? And they looked him up, and then all of a sudden, there he was. They, yeah. And the whole movie's about finding him. And So this is similar to that in that it went out there. People loved it. People played it. People had wonderful experiences. Mm-hmm. And I knew nothing about it until maybe, I don't know. Ten years ago, people, I started wow. getting letters and, and emails. And, Are you the voice of blank, blank, blank? And this meant a lot to me. And I go, it, it was very interesting. So there was no connection at all. I mean, zero. That's crazy. Like forgotten. Huh. In my world, it was forgotten. Yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of see that. Ten years ago, I was 
screaming at anyone who would listen to actually try and play the game, you know, and, and sometimes they would listen and actually, you know, I'd have them come over to play it or they'd download it or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, recent years, it seems like everyone is aware of it. And part of that is the Kojima effect. You know, he went on to make Metal Gear Solid right, and all right, that. Right, 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 right. You know, his branding. It kind is, of blossomed mm-hmm. after us, yeah. And, and I have some college kids because I teach a course in animation. Mm-hmm. And if I, uh, <laughs> I, I used to, I, I would just subtly mention that I'd played this, you know, I was the character in this game. And they would just, you know, they would just go, their heads would start to blow off. Like they, awesome. it was like, it meant so much to them. That's so cool. Which is interesting. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's very touching and wonderful for me. Uh, something that happens to you in, in life, but it's, uh, it's having, virtually never even seen the game that much like, yeah. uh, but I'm, I'm growing to understand why which i find interesting you know because it, it it makes a lot of sense oh yeah it's, to me it, it's a great game uh, like i said it's my favorite game it has been for yeah like, i don't know 20 wonderful. whatever years it is now now i i know a thing or two about games i'm literally sitting yeah, in, yeah, in a room awesome. Right yeah. now, surrounded by, I don't know, 3,000 games or something like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. Huge, huge collector. That's what most yeah. of my shows are based off of. And yeah. so when I tell you this is well, my if favorite game. you ever game, get up to Chicago or you get down here while I'm down here, you know, bring the... I will definitely do that. Bring the game yeah. down. So... Put together. Before we go, I want you to tell me a little bit about Ultimate VoiceOver because it's already helped me. I was reading about your five tips and, and the don't pop those peas and I watched your video on it and how you talked across the mic rather than directly into it. And that should be blatantly right. obvious, you know, but I've actually always just talked directly into my mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the book was just a, com- you know, I, it starts back when I started teaching in, in 2000 where, I always like coaching people, and uh, even early in my career, I say, "What do you listen to me? What do you think?" And I always loved hearing other people's voices and what they do with it. And, uh, and I kind of learned that I, I was thrown into this profession, and I had some training, but uh, I had to learn it. I didn't take any classes, or nobody told me, "You know, son, read like this or do that." I didn't really have any tutoring, mentoring, nothing. Mm-hmm. So everything I did was sort of trial and error, mistakes I made, and then. Um, so I figured, well, I want to, I want to eliminate that, all those mistakes for other students so they can just sort of focus and, you know, and get going. So, uh, yeah, I wrote the book over a number of years. It, you know, it's interesting when you write a how to book, your knowledge base is increasing really exponentially. So if originally what I wrote, I mean, there's a 10th of that in there. It wouldn't have been half the book. I did not waited as long as I did. Um, but then I just decided, okay, uh, let's make this a nice, uh, you know, practical thing so students can, can do it and they, and they know the basics and, and, and those checkpoints and, uh, uh, and, uh, they can just, uh, you know, apply themselves and, and enjoy it rather than thinking, am I good or am I bad? Or am I, is my voice strong? There's all these other original issues that I said, don't, don't really matter. Um, I said, your voice is always there. It's just where in the register you want to place it. And then it's your intent of what you want to say. Your voice is always going to be there unless you're hoarse. It's always there. So you don't have to worry about your voice. Not, like you don't have to worry about your hair or right. your nose. It's there. Um, it's the question of what's your intent, you know, what are you want trying to say? Uh, and then, 
and then just get to the intent and then the voice follow. you know, it comes through the voice. Some people are very um, enamored with their voice, like big radio guys. They just throw the voice at you. I said, your voice is just, you're hitting me with a hammer here. You're not right. hitting a nail. You're just hitting me in the head with it. So, so that's really what it was about. Yeah, I've gotten some good responses from it. I think mm-hmm. it's helping my students. And I, it's nice to hear you say that as well, because it really was meant to keep you out of the potholes and, yeah, the they're talking across. Uh, did you see the video where I'm being interviewed by yeah, somebody? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was at the Illinois School of Broadcasting, and and I was supposed to be at the Lombard. They didn't tell me I was supposed to go to Lombard, which is way to hell in the suburbs. So I showed up to this place, and I'd already been there once. So I said, "Wonder why are they calling me back here again?" So he goes, "Oh, you're supposed to be in Lombard." And so he goes, "Come here," and, and he just opens this door, and I and next thing you know, I'm on a radio show. I go. We're, this guy's in full flight with a radio show and he just starts interviewing me with this thing and people all over the world have seen this thing yeah. I got you know, people from Russia say they watched it you know, so I go that was another one of these kind of kooky like I fell down a rabbit hole right, right. but I got into all the things you know I got into all the specifics like right the, the five tips and what have you and is this a book that is available for purchase Oh yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah, I'll do the voiceover. Yeah, you can get it. You can get it on the Kindle, or you can get it as a awesome. as a book. So listen, yeah, it's a good book. I mean, it's a it's a meaty book. I mean, uh, it's you know for twenty some odd bucks, it's a whole career of of stuff. Awesome. So it's 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 quite a lot in there. Yeah, yeah I use it in my classes and university level. Oh, that'd be so cool to be taught by Gillian Seed. Make me want to go back to college. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, uh, well, we can have your voiceover stuff. I always do that. I do it on, do it on Skype or, or just like that. I actually, I don't do a lot of it over the phone just because, but I, I, you know, I've done it and I can do it. I just, I usually like working with the people, like, mm-hmm. you know standing next to them and seeing what the heck they're doing. Well, we really appreciate you coming on this show. And lastly, I, I couldn't not ask you to, as Gillian Seed, shout out the show. Could you say, uh, this is Gillian Seed, and you're listening to the RPG show for me? Is it R- the RPG show? Correct. Hey, this is Gillian Seed, and you're listening to the RPG show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for your time. I won't hey, wait. Thanks a lot, Blaine. Nice uh, talking to you as well. Oh, wow. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome keep in stuff. touch. Anything else, uh, you know, you ever want to come up, get the thing signed or whatever, just keep in touch. No, right on. I, I did send you a friend request on Facebook and I expect you to accept it. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. All right. Instant cool. Select. All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks as well. for the good talking to you. You. Bye.
first off, I'd like to say thank you so much uh, to Blaine for arranging that interview. That was totally awesome and freaking amazing is all I have to say about that. And also thank you, uh, I doubt he's listening, but Mr. Uh, Mr. Lupitin for uh, sitting down with Blaine and and talking for our show. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's super awesome. We're so happy that happened. Uh, so now that that's all done and over with and we're sort of settling back down just some few programming notes before we get out of here and I do the the outro bit and the whole Amazon thingy uh, super bit con right around the corner guys I'm I'm going uh, on Thursday of the week you're hearing the show to get the final quote for the t-shirts so within a week preferably within the next I know it's short notice and I know not everybody listens to the episode I'll probably go ahead and mention it on discord Everyone that wants a shirt for Super BitCon, um, even if you're not necessarily going to be there and you just want the Super the RPG show slash Is It Worth It Super BitCon 2017 t-shirt, wow, that's a mouthful. Send the show an email, podcast at the RPG show.com, uh, and let me know how many shirts you want and the sizes. We'll work about pricing and all that shit later. Um, I know it kind of sucks, but I kind of need a tally before I go get the final quote. And again, I know it's short notice for the audio listeners. I apologize, but since most people, um, you know, don't email me when I ask. Anyway, uh, just kidding. That's that's pretty that's pretty hardcore. But no, I, uh, just send those to me ASAP. That way, when I go in to get the final quote, I've already kind of you know got the image in digitally the best I can, and I'm gonna kind of take it. And we're gonna do some stuff to see see how good we can get it on a shirt uh so that and if you're gonna be in the oklahoma city area the last weekend of april april 29th and 30th i believe i'll double check on this the the tail end of april uh stop in see us guys it's not like it's a super this isn't comic-con or anything where you there's gonna be you're not gonna be able to find us plus we're in discord all day on our phone so you know you'll be able to catch us and we'll Meet up. I buy you a drink. Like if you're a listener, and you make it there, not only do you stand a good chance of maybe getting a shirt that we have laying around, but you also stand a good chance of me buying you a free drink. So I would love to see as many people there as possible. I think that's it. So let's bring it on out of here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the RPG Show. You know what you can do? You can head on over to the website at therpgshow.com. You can find all sorts of rip-roaring, badass, banging shit there. You can find links to our forums, YouTube, Twitch channels, as well as a Help the Show link and a link to the Discord, as we mentioned earlier. If, you know, live chatting is not, you know, your bag, then you can send us an email to podcast at therpgshow.com or even follow us on Twitter at the RPG podcast. And I think really that's it. Oh, no, it's not. You know, it'd be better than all those things if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Each one helps, and we love you for it. So until next time, stay awesome. Bye, everybody. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hey Brent, I love that show. I love it so much. I wish I could just just embrace you and give you the most love possible. But you know what you know what says love more than, than an intimate embrace? Money. That's right, money says it. And you know what? 
you can give us money without ever av- actually having spent any extra money. Because I know I know what you're doing. You're going to Amazon. You're getting the free two-day shipping. You're buying your extra-large uh, underwear or your five-pound chocolate Easter bunny or what? God knows what else you're buying. They got all kinds of shit there. You know, Prime with the free two-day shipping. Just, it's great. I know you're doing it. And what happens... If you go on over to our website at therpgshow.com, you click on the Amazon affiliate link, and everything you buy, after clicking on that link, Amazon pays us. It's like you're giving us money, but you're making Amazon do it. How great is that? Right? That's what I thought. So, just you do that, that'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, I don't really know how to end this. That's, so, yeah, bye. <laughs>